0: Welcome back, friends. Bill Creasy here with Wednesday's episode of Scripture Uncovered. We left off Monday with Peter's sermon on the day of Pentecost, AD 32, at which he said, Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this, God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ." And when all the people heard this, they were cut to the heart. And they said to Peter, What shall we do? And Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. On that day, 3,000 people responded to Peter's call. 3,000 people were baptized and 3,000 people were saved. Now imagine if you were one of the pilgrims who traveled to Jerusalem for the Jewish Feast of Pentecost, AD 32. Perhaps you came from Rome or Carthage or Ephesus or Athens. And there you were, it was a vacation. The furthest points in the Roman Empire, you could get to Jerusalem in two weeks. So let's say you travel for a week or two, you get to Jerusalem, you're there for the feast, and you stay for a while, then you travel back. You have about a one-month vacation. Now what if you were there on the day of Pentecost when Peter spoke, and you responded, and you were baptized? Would you want to then go down to the port at Caesarea Maritima and get back on a ship and go home? I sure wouldn't. I often think when we're in Israel, and my gosh, the last tour, I think was our 63rd trip to Israel. And I've often thought, when I teach on the Mount of Olives, the Olivet Discourse, what would happen if Jesus returned in the same way he ascended right there to that spot on the Mount of Olives. And we were eyewitnesses. Would we want to then go to our hotel, check out, have our farewell dinner, and fly home? No, I sure wouldn't. And I'll bet many of these 3,000 people didn't want to return home either, and they stayed. They formed the first community, the first church, if you will. The church is not a building, the church is not an organization, the church is people. And what did they do when they stayed? Well, we read in Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 42, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, or the Eucharist, and to prayer. So that little community of 3,000 people who stay on devote themselves to four things. The apostles' teaching, the fellowship of the believers, the breaking of the bread or the Eucharist, and prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together. They had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods they gave to everyone as they had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. You know, if I could live at any point in history and experience what was happening at that time, I would choose, number one, to be among the 3,000 who were saved that day, the 3,000 who stayed, the 3,000 who devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, the fellowship, the breaking of bread, and prayer. Everyone filled with awe. And all the believers were together and had everything in common. Now, think of the practicality of this. If we were in Jerusalem and the Lord returned while we were there and we canceled our flight home and we stayed, well, we had planned on a 12 day teaching tour. That's what we budgeted for. But we stayed. Well, where do we get the money? Of course, we'd have cash in our pockets that we brought with us. Our credit cards would work for a while. But eventually, we'd simply run out. So, like the believers back then, they were together. They had everything in common. They put what they had in the hat. And everyone gave as everyone had need. They shared. This is not a theory of economics for a community. This is people living at an extraordinary time together, coming together and being one with one another. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts, they broke bread in their homes, they ate together. They sold whatever they had so they could stay. And they were praising God, and the number grew daily. And of course, as the number grew, so would the problems grow. So we continue with our story. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now, a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful where he would was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. So this is like the, the homeless man at the front steps of the church asking for a handout. He was there every day. They all knew him. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Could, could you spare a few dollars so I could get some breakfast? Peter looked straight at him, as did John. And Peter said, look at us, make eye contact here. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Peter said, silver or gold, I, I, I don't have. But what I have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Get up and walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped up and began to walk around. And then he went with him into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. Well, when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they they knew the man. He was there every day. They were filled with wonder at what had happened to him. Now, while the beggar held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished. They came running to the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Men of Israel, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the Holy and Righteous One and asked that a murderer, Barabbas, a traitor, a zealot, an assassin, be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. And there we have it again. God in flesh stepped into this world, and we killed him. Now we are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man that you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has given this complete healing to him, as you can clearly see. Now, brothers, imagine the expressions on the faces of the people. Now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders. But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Christ would suffer. Repent, then, and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshment may come from the Lord, and that he may send the Christ who has been appointed for you, yes, you, even Jesus. He must remain in heaven until the time comes for God to restore everything as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. Again, all this Jesus had taught his apostles during that 40 days. Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You must listen to everything he tells you. Anyone who does not listen to him will be completely cut off from among his people. Indeed, all the prophets from Samuel on, as many as as have spoken, have foretold these days. And you are heirs of the prophets and of the covenant God made with your fathers. He said to Abraham, through your offspring, all peoples on earth will be blessed. And when God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. Well, Peter saw the opportunity for another another sermon And boy, he preaches a good one. Well, the priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking. They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. At the end of Peter's second sermon, He's arrested. They seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put him in jail until the next day. But many who heard the message believed, and the number of men grew to about 5,000. This is extraordinary. The church is growing by leaps and bounds based upon the apostles' preaching and teaching. Well, the next day, the rulers, the elders, and teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there, and so were Caiaphas, John, Alexander, the other men on the high priest uh, of the high priest's family. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. By what power or what name did you do this? How, how did you do this? We all know this beggar. We all know this lame man. How did you do this? Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, oh, here he goes again, (laughs) he said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we're being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a cripple and are asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, and he points right at Caiaphas, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands here healed. He, Christ, is the stone that you builders rejected, which has become the capstone. Salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Well, Peter, the man who was afraid of the servant girl in the courtyard of Caiaphas's home, he points to Caiaphas and said, the one that you killed. My goodness. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were not scholars, They were fishermen from Galilee. They were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Now wouldn't that be nice if people looked at you and took note that you had been with Jesus? But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. The man was clearly healed miraculously. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin. Then they conferred together. What are we going to do with these guys? Everybody living in Jerusalem knows they've done an outstanding miracle. The word is spreading like wildfire. We can't deny it. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn these men to speak no longer to anyone in this name. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Judge for yourselves whether it's right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. We cannot help speaking about what we've seen and heard. After further threats, they let them go. They could not decide how to punish them because all the people were praising God for what had happened with the crippled man. The man who had been healed was over 40 years old. So on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer. Sovereign Lord, they said, You made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? This is Psalm 2. The kings of the earth take their stand. The rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Another lesson from Jesus Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were staying was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God boldly. The Sanhedrin, the high priest, said, Do not speak of this person again. So what did Peter and John and the others do? They went out and spoke even more boldly. Ha, that will show them. Well, the believers were all of one heart and mind. No one claimed any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had. And with great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And much grace was upon them all. There were no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to anyone as he had need. So again, we still have those people who were there at Pentecost, AD 32. They have not gone home. More people are becoming believers, more and more. And they're sharing the common pot. This This is an extraordinary time. Oh, how I wish I had been present during this time. What an event it would have been. What an experience it would have been. But, of course, the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. There were many who were afraid to be anywhere near Peter and John and the others. They were were being targeted, the apostles and the believers, by the leadership. But nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. And as a result, people brought the sick into the streets laid them on beds and mats so at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered from the towns all around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and even those tormented by evil spirits, and they were all healed. Now think of this. Think of being present in Jerusalem during this time. The high priest and all his associates who were members of the party of the Sadducees were filled with jealousy. Well, jealousy, oh, I wish we could do that. No, this is a huge event taking place. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. They're afraid. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple courts and tell the people the full message of this new life. So at daybreak, they entered the temple courts, and as they had been told, they began to preach to the people. So when the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent to the jail for the apostles. But on arriving at the jail, they were gone. They went back and reported, We found the jail securely locked, the guards standing at the doors, but nobody inside. On hearing the report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests were baffled. What in the world has gone on here? And then someone came and said, Look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts teaching the people. At that, the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. They didn't use force. They were afraid of the people. They were afraid they'd be stoned because... Huge crowds are now following, Peter and and James and John and the apostles. Having brought the apostles, they made them appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest, who said, We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name. Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood well, they were guilty of this man's blood, but oh well. Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than you. The God of our fathers raised Jesus from the dead, whom you had killed by hanging him on a tree, and God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior, that he might give repentance and forgiveness of sins to Israel. We are witnesses of these things. And so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. Clearly, that doesn't include you. When they heard this, they were furious, and they wanted to put them to death. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law who was honored by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a while, And he addressed the Sanhedrin. Gamaliel, the greatest rabbi of the first century AD, grandson of the great rabbi Hillel. Gamaliel was a hugely respected person and teacher of Saul of Tarsus. Why did Saul leave Tarsus in southeastern Turkey of today, and travel to Jerusalem to study under Gamaliel. It's like having a postdoctoral fellowship with a Nobel laureate. This was Paul's teacher. He said to the Sanhedrin and the high priest, men of Israel, Consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. You may recall some time ago, a man named Theodos appeared, claiming to be somebody. About 400 men rallied to him. He was killed, his followers were dispersed, and it all came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He too was killed and his followers were scattered. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone. Let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. It will just fade away like all the rest. But if it's from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will find yourselves Fighting against God." Now that is wisdom on the part of Gamaliel, the greatest rabbi of the first century. His speech persuaded them. They called the Apostles in, had them flogged, and then ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus again and let them go. And of course they went out and they spoke all the louder and all the more boldly about Jesus. Well, this little story, this vignette, we meet Gamaliel. The church is growing by leaps and bounds. It's a movement that's on fire with the Holy Spirit. And Gamaliel has exactly the right advice. Gamaliel, teacher a Saul of Tarsus. Remember that. All right, that brings us to the end of Wednesday's podcast. And I will see you on Friday. Oh, I can't wait. These stories are so good. Bye-bye now.